Hey there, Angry Faithful. I just wanted to drop in, bend your ear a little bit, get your attention. So if you're not listening, drop what you're doing and pay attention to me. Because I'm here to inform you that not only can you get your daily, maybe if you're binging it, I'm not sure, that's entirely up to you, but you can multiply your doses of angry me fuckery by paying attention to all of the platforms upon which you can find either the dulcet tones of my voice and David's voice or my pretty face and David's not-so-pretty face. Anyways, digressing, we, not only on we are on YouTube, we are on Spotify, we're on Rumble, we're on Google, Apple Podcast. We have a TikTok page. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and of course, Facebook. So if you find yourself fuckery deprived, curl up with a nice hot mug of shut the fuck up and just listen. Open those ear holes and be prepared to be cream pied like it's the first time. Thanks for listening. Welcome, Angry Faithful. Today on Psychos and Sociopaths, we we, did you press a button? I did. Did you not hear the clap? Oh, there we go. We got the clap. Recorded uh, live in front of a uh, (laughs) a soundboard. Yeah. (laughs) Today is a special one. We're actually going off of Bonnie and Clyde. And uh, doing them, and this is a long one. Uh, we can talk about a good, good amount of time with this one because it was very documented. Uh, I mean, how many movies have there been? And like, for- uh, let me see. There was uh, Bonnie and Clyde back in the '60s. There was um, 2019. There was The Highwayman it, yeah, that had uh, that Woody one. Harrelson and uh, Kevin Costner in it. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good one. Because it yeah, went- I started that and I, I didn't finish it because I was just like, eh. but um, I watched it like see twice. Here. It was that good. Yeah, there was. Let me see. There was a movie done in '58. There was a movie done in '67. Then there was 2019, The Highwaymen. Uh, let's see here. Tons of songs. There was a movie, a television movie back in '92. Um. There was a mini series in 2013, uh, 2009. It was the pr- subject of a program on, in the BBC series Time Watch. Uh, let's see here, 2016, Timeless. There was an episode of Timeless. That was a great show, by the way. Yeah, it, it sucks. It only went like two seasons. Yeah, yeah, but you know. And then Legends of Tomorrow touched on Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, and then. Uh, the bonnet story of Bonnet Clyde is parodied and parodied in Love Springfieldian style, an episode from the 19th season of The Simpsons with Marge and Homer in the titular roles. Titular hmm. type, yeah. Anyway, plus there was like books, there was theater productions. Yeah. Um, they were infamous nonetheless. Yeah. But and the uh, ambush sites marked with a marker in Louisiana, but I mean that thing's been picked over so many so much by by souvenir hunters. Yeah. I wonder that 
That's an interesting thought. I mean, there are so many freaking bullets on that one. You think there's still casings there? I doubt it. Yeah, true. Jeez. And even if there were, there wouldn't be much of them left, I would think. Um, No, it's brass, dude. Brass dice. Yeah, that's true. That is brass. But with the amount of metal detectors that have been over that place, it's probably clean. It probably is. You might it'd be one of those weird things. It's like, oh, dude, if we went to the site, we found a brass casing. And it was to another crime and our fingerprints are on it. Now we're on for the law. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Bonnie. It's, it, it's Banville Parish in Louisiana. Yeah. I don't know that that's going to be too far from where I'm going to be living. It's in the northwestern portion of Louisiana. The parish seat is Arcadia. Well, it I might guess. be more close. It might be closer to Dallas, honestly, because they had a they showed on a, a highway and the actual uh, right road that would actually travel on because they would go through uh, from Dallas to uh, Louisiana. You're missing the to, point there, guy. But yeah, I got you. I was saying an angry me road trip. Oh, yeah, true. You do that. Fucking. Hello, McFly. <laughs> Is this thing on? <laughs> God, I hate you sometimes. Fuck, I hate you. Yeah. Look <laughs> at Johnny fucking bringing the show to a screeching halt. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, see, look, you guys are off. Look, you're all, you're all fired. Yeah. But anyways, Bonnie Elizabeth Parker and Clyde Chestnut uh, Barrow. Barrow, Barrow, yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't have to use the uh, Stephen Hawking voice. That's the uh, subject of today. Uh, They were an American crime couple. Uh, Let me see here. I wonder how many people they actually killed. Uh, I think it was... I know it's several cops. This is the reason why they. Well, we'll just get into it. Uh, uh, there were eleven. Eleven. Okay, including uh, nine law enforcement officers. Okay. Uh, the two-year reign of criminal activity. They're a gang in the Great Depression, and they're uh, uh, a couple of bank robbers who became notorious because of uh, they weren't able to. Uh, be caught and their death uh going off of bonnie parker uh bonnie elizabeth parker was born 1910 in uh rana uh texas the second of three children her father charles robert parker uh was a, a bricklayer who died when bonnie was four years old uh her widowed mother uh, uh, amelia <clears throat> uh moved her family back to her parents home in uh cement city uh and an industrial suburb of West Dallas, where she worked as a seamstress. Uh, as an adult, Bonnie wrote poems such as The Story of Suicide Saul and The Trails In, uh, the letter more commonly known as The Story of Bonnie and Clyde. In her second year in high school, Parker met uh, Ray Thornton. Uh, the couple uh, dropped out of school and married in September uh, 25th, 1926. Six days before her 16th birthday, which back then it was kind of common, uh, their marriage was married uh, by his 
frequent absence and brushes with the law, which I guess you like bad boys. Every woman does at that age. Uh, they all do. Yeah. You know, I've got to get me a bad boy. I can fix him. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, it proved uh, to be short. Well, guys do the same thing. I mean, shit. They end up marrying like. <laughs> oh, man. Let's, all right. Just stop. Time out yeah. on that one because that is going to take us down a road that we may not be able to find enough room to do a 15 point turnaround, let alone a fucking three. I, I I see us if we actually finish that. I see that one scene off of Austin Powers where you get stuck in the hallway with that freaking uh, uh, golf cart. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but anyways, uh, or irrevocably or cock blocked like Basil did with did Austin Powers and the twins. Basil, they're twins. Parker was still wearing. Parker was still we- uh, wedding, uh, we- wearing Thornton's wedding ring when she died. Thornton was in prison when he heard of uh, her death, committing. I'm glad they jumped out uh, like they did. It was much better than them uh, them being caught. Sentenced for five years of robbery in 1933, and after attempting several prison breaks from uh, other facil- uh, facilities. Thornton was killed while trying to escape from Huntsville State Prison. <clears throat> Sorry. In October 3rd, 1937, after the end of the, her marriage, Parker moved back and in uh, with her mother, worked as a waitress in Dallas. One of her regular customers was a post uh, postal worker, Ted Hilton. In 1932, he joined the uh, Dallas County Sheriff's Department eventually served as member as a, of the posse to kill Bonnie and Clyde. Parker briefly kept uh, a diary, uh, diary early in 1929 when she was uh, at the age of 18. Writing of her loneliness, her impatient, uh, impatience with life in Dallas, and her love of photography. Go with now, Clyde Barrow, or Clyde Chestnut. Carol was born in 1909 into a poor farming family in Ellis County, Texas, southeast of Dallas. It was the fifth of seven children, Henry Basil Barrow and Humi Talitha Walker. The family moved to Dallas in the early 20s as part of a a wider migration pattern from rural areas to the city where many settled in the urban slum of West Dallas. The Barrows spent their first months in West Dallas living under their wagon until they got enough money to buy a tent. Barrow was first arrested in late 1926 at the age of 17 after running when police confronted him over a rental car that he had failed to return on time. His second arrest was with his brother Buck soon after for possession of stolen turkeys. Barrow had some legitimate jobs during 1927 through 1929, but he also cracked safes, robbed stores, and stole cars. He met 19-year-old Parker through a mutual friend in January of 1930, and they spent much time together during the following weeks. Their romance was interrupted when Barrow was arrested and convicted of auto theft. Barrow was sent to Eastham Prison Farm in April of 1930 at the age of 21. He escaped from the prison farm shortly after his incarceration using a weapon Parker smuggled to him. He was recaptured shortly after and sent back to prison. 
Sparrow was repeatedly sexually assaulted while in prison. And he retaliated by attacking and killing his tormentor with a pipe, crushing his skull. This was his first murder. Another inmate, who was already serving a life sentence, claimed responsibility. In order to avoid hard labor in the fields, Burrow purposely had two of his toes chopped off in 1932 by another inmate or himself. Because of this, he walked with a limp for the rest of his life. However, Barrow was set free six days after his intentional injury. Without his knowledge, Barrow's mother had successfully petitioned for his release. He was paroled from Eastham on February 2nd, 1932, now a hardened and bitter criminal. His sister Marie said, something awful sure must have happened to him in prison because he wasn't the same person when he got out. Fellow inmate Ralph Fultz said that he watched Clyde change from a schoolboy to a rattlesnake. In his post-Eastham career, Barrow robbed grocery stores and gas stations at a rate far outpacing the 10 or so bank robberies attributed to him and the Barrow gang. His favorite weapon was the M1918 Browning Automatic Rifle, or the BAR. Nice weapon of choice, by the way. According to John Neal Phillips, Barrow's goal in life was not to gain fame or fortune from robbing banks out to seek revenge, but to seek revenge against Texas, the Texas prison system for the abuses that he had suffered while serving time. Several accounts described Parker and Barring first meeting. Most credibly stated that they met on January 5th, 1930, at the home of Barrow's friend, Clarence Clade, at 105 Herbert Street in West Dallas. Barrow was 20 years old and Parker was 19. Parker was out of work and staying at his female friend to assist her during her recovery uh, from a broken arm. Barrow's dropped uh, drop by the girl's house while Parker was in the kitchen making hot chocolate. Both were smitten immediately. Most historians believe that Parker joined Barrow's because she had fallen in love with him. She remind, uh, remain, blah, remained his loyal companion as they carried out their many crimes and awaited the violent death that they viewed was inevitable. Now, two things on this, though. <clears throat> One... It just reminds the him chopping off his feet. Just reminds me of the story. Kai his toes. Keeps, well, his toes mm-hmm. is a uh, a story that Kai tells about this kid when he was in uh, county lockup, and this guy got him to suck his dick because he had to do he he's like, oh yeah, you're going uh, you're going to the big house, so you're gonna have to uh, learn how to do a dick uh, eat a dick sandwich like constantly because that's all you're going to be doing and got released like the next day yeah and and second for what it's worth i i actually read an article when i was doing some research that uh throughout the whole thing it was actually legitimately bonnie that initiated a lot of the the gruesomeness of of their crime spree but reading this, it it might be like it, it. I might just someone's opinion type deal, and their opinion was very wrong. <laughs> but uh, armed robbery and murder. 
starting in 1932, the early robberies and murders, after Burroughs released from prison in February of 1932, he and uh, Foltz uh, began a series of robberies, primarily, uh, primarily of stores and gas stations. Their goal was to collect enough money and firepower to launch a raid against uh, East Ham Prison. On April 19th, Parker and Foltz were captured in a uh, failed hardware store burglary in Kaufman, in which they had intended to steal firearms. Parker was released uh, from jail after a few months. Then the grand jury failed to uh, indict her. Foltz uh, was tried, convicted, and served time. He never rejoined the game. Parker wrote poetry uh, to pass the time in Kaufman County Jail and reunited uh, with Burrow, Clyde. I'm just going to say Clyde whenever I read that. They always use, like, last names, and it pisses me off on some of this stuff. Uh, within a few weeks of her release, uh, on April 30th, Clyde was a getaway driver in a robbery in Hillsborough during which store owner J.N. Butcher was shot and killed. Butcher's wife identified uh, Clyde from the police photographs as one of the shooters, although he was, uh, had stayed inside the car. On August 5th, Clyde uh, at Richmond uh, Hamilton uh, and Ross Dreyer were drinking uh, moonshine at a uh, county dance in Stringtown? Okay, Stringtonga, Oklahoma. When Sheriff uh, C.G. Maxwell and Deputy Eugene C. Moore approached them in the parking lot, Clyde and Hamlin opened fire, killing Moore and gravely wounding Maxwell. Moore was the first law enforcement officer who Clyde and his gang killed. They eventually murdered, uh, murdered nine. On October 11th, they allegedly killed Howard Hall at his store during a robbery in Sherman, Texas, though some historians considered this unlikely. W.D. Jones had been a friend of Clyde's family since childhood. He joined uh, Bonnie and Clyde on Christmas Eve in 1932 at the age of 16, and the three left Dallas that night. The next day, Christmas Day of that year, jo Jones, Clyde, uh, ah, Jones and Clyde uh, murdered uh, Donnelly Johnson, a young uh, family man, while stealing his car in Temple. Clyde killed uh, Trenton County Deputy Mac uh, Malcolm Davis on January 6, 1933, when he, Parker, and Jones uh, wandered into a police uh, trap set for, uh, for another criminal. The game had murdered five people since October, uh, April. Blah. I don't know why I said October. My mind just blinked out there. Okay. My turn, my turn. Okay. <laughs> Where'd you end up at? 1933, Buck and Blunt's joined the game. Okay, all right. <clears throat> Let me get into my reading voice. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is a uh, part of the whole process of getting into talking into a microphone, being palatable for your ears in hopes that one day my 
advocation becomes a vocation. All right. On March 22nd, 1933, Clyde's brother Buck was granted a full pardon and released from prison. He and his wife, Blanche, set up housekeeping with Bonnie, Clyde, and Jones in a temporary hideout at 3347 and a half Oak Ridge Drive in Joplin, Missouri. According to the family sources, Buck and Blanche were there to visit. They attempted to persuade Clyde to surrender to law enforcement. The group ran loud, alcohol-fueled card games late into the night in the quiet neighborhood. Blanche recalled that they had bought a case of beer a day. The men came and went noisily at all hours, and Clyde accidentally fired a BAR in the apartment while cleaning it. No neighbors went to the house, but no one reported suspicions to the Joplin Police Department either. The police, the police is... assembled... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Slow your roll there, guy. I know. The police assembled a five-man force in two cars on April 13th to confront what they suspected were bootleggers living in the Oak Ridge Drive address. The Barrow brothers and Jones opened fire, killing Detective Harry L. McGinnis outright and fatally wounding wounding Constable J.W. Harriman. Parker opened fire with a BAR as the others fled, forcing Highway Patrol Sergeant G.B. Collar to duck behind a large oak tree. The 30 caliber bullets from the BAR struck the tree and forced wood splinters into the sergeant's face. Parker got into the car with the others, and they pulled in Blanche from the street where she was pursuing her dog, Snowball. Oh, I Snowball. The surviving officers later testified that they had only that they had fired only 14 rounds in the conflict. One hit Jones on the side, one struck Clyde, but was deflected by his suit coat button. God, and that's got a badass ricochet. Right? And one grazed Buck after ricocheting off a wall. The group escaped the police at Joplin, but left behind most of their possessions at the apartment, including Buck's parole papers, which were three weeks old a large arsenal of weapons, a handwritten poem by Bonnie, and a camera with several rolls of undeveloped film. Police developed the film at the Joplin Globe and found many photos of Barrow, Parker, and Jones posing and pointing weapons at one another. The Globe sent the poem and the poems or in the photos over the newswire, including a photo of Parker clenching a cigar in her teeth and a pistol in her hand. The Barrow Gang subsequently became front-page news throughout America. The photo of Parker posing with a cigar and a gun became popular. Jeff Ginn, in his book, Go Down Together, the true untold story of Bonnie and Clyde, noted. Don, J- Don Dill- Dillinger, I cannot talk today. Don Dillinger had matinee idol good looks. And Pretty Boy Floyd had the best possible nickname. But the Joplin photos introduced cr- new criminal superstars with the most titillating trademark of all, illicit sex. Clyde Barrow and Bonnie Parker were wild and young and undoubtedly slept together. The group ranged from Texas as far north as Minnesota from, for the next three months. In May, they tried to rob a bank or the bank in Lucerne, Indiana and robbed the bank in Okabina, Minnesota. They kidnapped Taylor Darby and Sophie Stone at Ruston, Louisiana, in the course of stealing Darby's car. This was one of several events between 32 and 34 in which they kidnapped police officers or robbery victims. 
they usually release their hostages far from home, sometimes with money to help them return. Stories of such encounters made headlines, as did more violent episodes. The Barrow Gang did not hesitate to shoot anyone who got in their way, whether it was a police officer or an innocent civilian. Other members of the gang who committed murder included Hamilton, Jones, Buck, and Henry Mel uh, Me uh, Methvin. Eventually, the cold-bloodedness of their murders opened the public's eyes to the reality of their crimes and led to their ends. The photos entertained the public for a time, but the gang was desperate and disoriented. Oh, wait, I read that wrong. Discontented. My bad. Um, <laughs> We're, English just, language is not either one of our first languages, <laughs> apparently. Uh, uh, apparently not. Um, <clears throat> as described by Blanche in her account, written while imprisoned in the, in the late 1930s, with her new notoriety, their daily lives became more difficult as they tried to evade discovery. Restaurants and motels became less secure. They restored to or they resorted to campfire cooking and bathing in cold streams. The unreviled, round-the-clock proximity of five people in one car gave rise to vicious bickering. Jones was the driver, and when he, or when he and Barrow stole a car belonging to Darby in late April, he used that car to leave the others. He stayed away until June 8th. Barrow failed to see warning signs at a bridge under construction on June 10th while driving with Jones and Parker near Wellington, Texas, and the car flipped into a ravine. Sources disagree on whether there was a gasoline fire or if Parker was doused with acid from the car's battery under the floorboards, but she sustained, she sustained third-degree burns to her right leg so severe that the muscles contracted and caused the leg to draw up. Oh. She'd been burned so bad, none of us thought she was going to live. The height, or the height on her right leg was gone from her hip down to her ankle. I could see the bone at places. Parker could hardly walk. She either hopped on her good leg or was carried by Barrow. They got help from a nearby farm family, then kidnapped. Collinsworth County Sheriff George Corey and City Marshal Paul Hardy leaving the two of them handcuffed and barbed-wired to a tree outside Eric, Oklahoma. The three rendezvoused with Buck and Blanche and hid in a tourist court uh, near Fort Smith, Arkansas. Nursing Parker's burns, Buck and Jones bungled a robbery and murdered Town Marshal Henry D. Humphrey in Alma, Arkansas. The, criminal had, the criminals had to flee despite Parker's grave condition. Could you imagine the pain that she was in? I mean, Jesus. I guarantee you she wasn't giving up the Putin nanny while she was doing all that. I don't know. I don't know. You never know stupid sometimes. Oh, honey, just lay me on my good side. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen outside lately? Huh? Like, the clouds are getting darker, and according to our wonderful weather apps here. Is it? Are we are we getting rain again? And da, 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 da. apparently, uh, yeah. Rain starting in forty three minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's only gonna rain for a couple hours, but still. Well, it looks like until eleven. We just get so oh, goody. All right, because you know I'm going to Amarillo on Wednesday. It's supposed to freaking rain. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Yay me. 
going to rain on me the whole damn time I'm driving, which is fine. I don't care. It is what it is. Give me a bag of pork rinds and a couple of cans of Red Bull. Fuck it. I'm good. <laughs> Uh, in July 1933, the gang checked. Uh, <clears throat> God, I don't know why. I've been drinking water since we got back from the movie. You need to start wow. investing in some liquid IV. I do. Actually, you know what? I got some stuff today. It's not liquid IV, but it's a hydration aid. After we get all, after we get done recording and everything like that, I'm gonna. I'll hop in the car and I'll bring it to you. Okay, cool. Uh, in July 1933, uh, the gang checked into a Red Crown tourist court south of Plain City, uh, Missouri. And it cons- uh, cons- considered? It consisted of two brick ca- oh, okay. uh, cabins joined by garages, and the gang rented both. Uh, to the south stood a Red Crown ta- uh, Tavern, a popular the, restaurant among the, the Red Crown Tavern. The Red Crown Tavern, among uh, Missouri Highway uh, patrolmen, and the game seemed to uh, go out of the way to draw attention. Blanche registered the party as three guests, but ordered Nell Holster could see five people getting in uh, out of the car. He noticed that the driver back into the uh, garage gangster cell for a uh, quick getaway. Is that really a a term? gangster style yeah I just always you know, I how, always, you know how we i always park- refer to it as combat park uh parking you back into a parking spot yeah I, okay uh there are people out there that, that that pull into a parking spot i don't know i don't get it anyways continue uh blanche paid for the uh their cabins with corn rather than bills uh and did the same later when buying five dinners and five beers the next day, Holster noticed that his guest had uh, taped newspapers all over the windows of their cabin. Blanche again paid for her, uh, five meals with coins. Her outfit of juniper uh, riding riches. What the hell? Oh, okay. By the way, just to let everybody know, uh, juniper trousers are for like uh, horseback riding little tidbit you learned today yay uh also (laughs) (laughs) also attracting attention they were not typically attired for women in the area and what they were showing ankles that's what it was harlots i know and eyewitnesses uh still remembered uh them 40 years later which reminds me uh i was talking about uh to one of my coworkers about Mm -hmm. what i because he's they all ask, you know, hey, what are you doing for the weekend? You got three days, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, I'm going to go see Top Gun, which we saw. Great movie. We'll talk about it tomorrow. But we also, uh, I also told him, I was like, yeah, I'm also going to do an episode about Bonnie and Clyde. They're like, oh, yeah, my, uh, my, I think his grandfather, his grandfather, uh, when, uh, when he was in Burt, met Bonnie and Clyde. A little bit of interesting hmm. tidbit. Uh, Hauser, the captain, uh, William uh, Baxter. Oh, Hauser told Captain William Baxter of the highway patrol, a patrol uh, of his restaurant about that group. 
Burroughs and Jones uh, went into town to purchase badges, crack, uh, cracker cheese, and and uh, and their sulfite. Oh, aspirin. Yeah. Uh, to treat Parker's leg. Yeah. The only reason why I know what that is is because I end up watching a lot of uh, uh, cow videos. That's what they use to uh, uh, after they yeah, get sulf- done, like yeah, it's sulfa powder. Yeah, yeah, they used it as a clotting agent. It's uh, it was also used during World War II, um, by uh, by medics. Yeah, the druggist contacted Sheriff Holt Colfer, uh, who put the cabin uh, under surveillance. Colfer, Colfrey, sorry. Uh, had been alerted by uh, Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas law enforcement to watch out for strangers seeking such supplies. The sheriff contacted Captain Baxter, who called for reinforcements uh, from Kansas City during the, uh, an armored car, uh, including an armored car. Sheriff Coffey uh, led a group of officers toward the cabin at 11 p.m. armed with Thompson submachine guns. In the gunfight which ensued, the 45 caliber Thompson proved no match to the uh, Clyde's 30 caliber bar. Uh, stolen, uh, stolen on July 7th from a National Guard armory at uh, Eden, Oklahoma. The gang uh, escaped when the, a bullet short-circuited the horn and uh, on the armored car. And the police officer mistook it for a ceasefire signal. They did not pursue uh, the retreating Barrel's vehicle. The gang uh, had uh, evaded the law once again, but Buck uh, had sustained a bullet wound that blasted a large hole in his forehead, uh, skull bone exposing his injured brain. And Blanchett was nearly blinded by glass fragment in both her eyes. Good Lord. Did he? I don't think he survived. Spoiler alert! He did. Did he really? Yeah, because okay. So when they got into that gunfight at that you know uh, amusement park, right? Yeah. Uh, Barrow, Bonnie, and Jones escaped on foot, but Buck was shot in the back. Right. Um, Glass shards blinded his wife because she got glass shards in both of her eyes. But Buck had that gaping wound in his forehead. It exposed his brain. He was talking and eating, you know, but the blood loss was just so big that they, that uh, Jones and um, uh, Clyde, they dug a grave for him. But when they, when they, you know, they, they got into this, you know, when they got into that firefight with the law enforcement, um, they were captured by the officers, the husband and wife were. He actually died of his head wound and pneumonia after surgery five days later at uh, King's Daughter's Hospital in Perry, Iowa. Mm. Yeah. It's so fucking weird what we can survive at times. Well, you've seen photos of Civil War soldiers with holes in their faces. Well, look at uh, White Death. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, his whole entire, he had, had what is his left side that was almost caved in mm-hmm. uh, because of a grenade that uh, blew up next to him? Yeah. Still, I still think that is probably the world's greatest sniper ever. 
wrong. Uh, it was a female who sniped for the Soviet Army or the Russians during World War Two. Hmm. Yeah. Bad woman right there, dude. Yeah, there's a lot. Man, we could go on like a history. I was. I know we're getting off track again, but <laughs> so far as just about I was actually say, thinking I was actually we're, we're reverting to old form. Yeah. Uh, but I honestly was thinking of doing uh, uh, history episodes, but right now we just have too much on our plate. <sighs> yeah. Way, way, way. And way, we don't way, we way don't get much. we we don't get I mean uh Dan Dan Cummings that does time suck and everything, he went from three episodes to two episodes because he couldn't handle it because he's finally actually going on tour on his comedy tour. So you can only yeah. do like two episodes a uh a week. <laughs> yeah. But <clears throat> okay, so um let me see here. For the next six um, weeks, the remaining perpetrators ranged far afield in their, from their usual area of operations. West Colorado, north to Minnesota, southeast to Mississippi, yet they continued to commit armed robberies. They restocked, restocked their arsenal when Barrow and Jones robbed a, an armory at uh, Platteville, Illinois, on August 20th, acquiring three more BARs, handguns, and a large quantity of ammo. Um, by early September... The gang risked a run to Dallas to see their families for the first time in four months. Jones parted company with them, continuing on to Houston, where his mother had moved. He was arrested there without incident on November 16th and returned to Dallas. Through the autumn, Barrow committed several robberies with small-time local accomplices, while his family and Parker, uh, Parker's uh, attended to their, her considerable medical needs. On November 22nd, they narrowly evaded arrest <clears throat> while it, uh, trying to meet with family members near Soros, Te uh, Soros Texas. Dallas uh, Sheriff Smoot Schmidt, or Schmid, Deputy Bob Alcorn, and Deputy Ted Hinton lay in wait nearby. As Barrow drove up, he sensed a trap and drove past his family's car, at which point Schmidt and his deputies stood up and opened fire with machine guns and a BAR. The family members in the crossfire were not hit, but a uh, bar bullet, a BIR bullet passed through the car, striking the legs of both Barrow and Parker. They escaped later that night. On November 28th, a Dallas grand jury delivered a murder indictment against Parker and Barrow for the killing in January of that year, nearly 10 months earlier, of Tarrant County Deputy Malcolm Davis. It was Parker's first warrant for murder. Now, on January 16th of 1934, Barrow uh, orchestrated the escape of Hamilton, Methvin, and several others in the Eastham breakout. Uh, the brazen raid generated negative publicity for Texas, and Barrow seemed to have achieved what historian Phillips suggests was his overriding goal, revenge on the Department of Corrections, or the TDC, for those of us who know in the state or of Texas. Was, or was in. Um, Barrow gang member Joe Palmer shot Major Joe Croson during his escape, and Croson died a few days later in the hospital. The attack, attack att attracted a full power, or the full power of the Texas and federal government to the manhunt and Barrow for, and for Barrow and Parker. 
As Croson struggled for life, prison chief Lee Simmons reportedly promised him that all the persons involved in the breakout would be hunted down and killed. All of them eventually were, except for Methvin, who preserved his life by turning on the gang and setting up the ambush of Barrow and Parker. The detect, uh, Texas Department of Corrections contacted former Texas Ranger Captain Frank Hamer and pursued him, or persuaded him, rather, to hunt down the Barrow gang. He was retired, but his commission had not expired. He accepted the assignment as a Texas Highway Patrol officer, second, secondarily assigned to the prison system as a special investigator, and given the specific task of taking down the Barrow gang. Hamer was a tall, early, and taciturn, unimpressed by uh, authority and driven by an inflexible adherence to right or what he thinks is right. For 20 years, he had been feared and admired throughout, the tech, throughout Texas as the walking embodiment of one riot, one ranger ethos. He had acquired a formidable... Now, the one riot, one ranger ethos... Um, That's kind of cool. We'll 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 I'll, we'll dive into that here in a little bit. Um, he had acquired a formidable reputation as a result of several spe uh, spectacular captures and the shooting of a number of Texas criminals. He was officially credited with fifty three kills and suffered seventeen wounds. Prison boss Simmons always said publicly that Hamer had been his first choice, although there is evidence that he first approached two other Rangers, both of whom declined because they were reluctant to shoot a woman. Starting on February 10th, Hamer became the constant shadow of the Barrow and Parker, uh, of Barrow and Parker, uh, living out of his car just a town or two behind them. Three of Hamer's four brothers were also Texas Rangers. Brother Harrison was the best shot of the four, but Frank was considered the most tenacious. And on Easter Sunday, April 1st, 1934, at the intersection of Route 114 and Dove Road near Grapevine, Texas, which is now South Lake. Grapevine used to be a lot bigger. Anyways, um, Highway Patrolman H.D. Murphy and Edward Bryant Wheeler stopped their motorcycles, thinking a motorist needed assistance. Barrow and Methan or Parker opened fire with a shotgun and handgun, killing both officers. An eyewitness account said that Parker fired the fatal shots, and, his, and, and this story received widespread coverage. Methan later claimed that he fired the first shot after mistakenly assuming that Barrow wanted the officers killed. Barrow joined in, firing at Patrolman Murphy. During the spring season, the grapevine killings were recounted in exaggerated detail, affecting public perception. All four Dallas, count, or Dallas Daily Papers seized on the story told by the eyewitnesses. The farmer who claimed to have seen Parker laugh at the way that Murphy's head bounced like a rubber ball on the ground as she shot him. The stories claim the police found a cigar butt with tiny teeth marks, supposedly those of Parker. Several days later, Murphy's fiancé wore her intended dress to, her, to his funeral, attracting photos and newspaper, newspaper coverage. The eyewitness's ever-changing story was soon discredited, but the massive negative publicity increased the public clamor for the ex uh, extermination of the Barrow Gang. The outcry galvanized the authorities into action, and Highway Patrol uh, boss L.G. Uh, Ferris offered a reward of $1,000 for the dead bodies of the Great Five Slayers, not their capture just their bodies. Texas Governor Ma Ferguson added another reward of 500 for each of the two killers, which meant that 
For the first time, there was a specific price on Bonnie's head since she was so widely believed to have shot H.D. Murphy. Public hostility increased five days later when Barrow and Methan murdered 60-year-old Constable William Cow Campbell, a widower and a father near Commerce, Oklahoma. They kidnapped Commerce Police Chief Percy Boyd, crossed the state line into Kansas, and let him go, giving him a clean shirt, a few dollars, and a request from Parker to tell the world she did not smoke cigars. <laughs> Boyd identified both Barrow and Parker to the authorities, but he never learned Mathan's name. The resulting arrest warrant for the Campbell murder specified Clyde Barrow, Bonnie Parker, and John Doe. Historian Knight wrote, for the first time, Bonnie was seen as a killer, actually pulling the trigger, just like Clyde. Whatever chance she had for clemency had just been reduced. The Dallas Journal ran a cartoon on its editorial page showing an empty, uh, an, an, an empty electric chair with a sign on it saying reserved, adding the words Clyde and Bonnie. Uh, ambush and the death. Uh, in May 1934, Burroughs had 16 warrants standing against him for multiple counts of robbery, auto theft, uh, escape, assault, murder in four states. Ha- Hammer had begun tracking the gang on February 12th, which led, uh, led the posse. He had studied the gang's movements and found that they swung uh, in a circle uh, skirting the edges of five Midwestern states, exploiting the state line rule, which prevented officers from pursuing a fugitive uh, into another jurisdiction, which they, that, that was one thing I wanted to go with on this was uh because of this they had uh of all that stuff happening during that time frame formed the fbi mm-hmm. uh Boros was consent in the movements uh so hammer charted his uh path and predicted where he would go the gang lit literary uh, wait uh hold on Itineraries uh, circled on family visits, and they were due to see uh, Methan's uh, family in Louisiana. Unknown to Hammer, Burroughs had designed uh, Meta's uh, parents' residence as a uh... God, they ended up at the last part doing weird words. Oh, rendezvous. In case uh, of their separation, Medivan had become separated from the rest of the gang in Shreveport. Hammer's posse had composed a six-man Texas Texas officers, Hammer, Hilton, uh, Alcor, and uh, B.M. Manny Galt, and Louisiana officer Henderson Jordan and Precisi Morrill Oakley. Parentis Morel. Parentis Morel Oakley. On May 21st, the four posse member uh, members from Texas were uh, were in Shreveport when they uh, learned that Burroughs and Parker were planning to visit uh, Ivy uh, 
Methvin and Bolvine uh, Parish that evening. The full posse set up an ambush along Louisiana State Line Highway 154 south of uh, Gippsland towards uh, Sales. Hilton wrote that the lawmen were in place at uh, by 9 p.m. and waited uh, through the whole of the next day, May 22nd, with no signs of perpetrators. Other accounts said that the officers set up on the evening of May uh, 22nd. At approximately 9.15 a.m. on May 23rd, the posse was still concealed uh, in the bushes and almost ready to give up when they heard a vehicle approaching at the high speeds in their official report they stated that they uh persuaded marvin to position his truck on the shoulder of the uh, road that morning they hopped uh hoped burrow would uh stop to speak with him putting his uh vehicle close to the posse's position in the bushes the vehicle proved to be a 4v8 with burrows at the wheel and he slowed down as hoped the six lawmen opened fire while the vehicle was still moving oakley followed first probably before in order to do so burrows was shot in the head and died instantly from oakley's first shot and hilton reported uh hearing parker scream the officer Officers fired about 130 rounds, emptying each of their weapons into the car. The two had survived several bullet wounds over the years in uh, in their confrontation with the law. On this day, any other uh, several Bonnie and Clyde wounds could have been the cause of death. According to a statement made by Hilton Accord, each of uh, us six officers had a shotgun and an automatic rifle and a pistol. We opened uh, fire with the automatic rifles. They were empty before the car even uh, even with us, got even with us. Then we used shotguns. There were smoke, uh, smoke coming from the car, and it looked like it was on fire. After shooting the shotguns, we emptied the pistols at the car, which had passed us and ran into a ditch about 50 yards down the road. It almost turned over. We kept shooting at the car even after it stopped. We weren't uh, taking any chances. Jesus. (laughs) I mean... They just they just didn't want to play anymore. I know. They were like, fuck these guys. They 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 literally fucked around and found out. And the cops weren't playing at this point. point no, they time. were not. No, they weren't. Uh let me see here. I'll finish it up. Um yeah. actual film footage uh taken by one of the deputies immediately after the ambush showed hundred and twelve bullet holes in the vehicle of which uh, around one quarter stuck uh, struck the couple. The official report by the parish uh, coroner, Dr. J.L. Wade, listed 17 interest wounds on Burroughs' body and 26 on that of Parker's. 
Jesus, could you imagine the percentage of that? <laughs> Including several headshots. You know, kind of think about it. It probably was so decimated and everything like that. There's probably a couple of uh, bullets that just went right through the freaking holes. No, oh, yeah, I, mean, I would imagine so. I mean, because uh, I mean, with that with that vo- volume of fire going down range, it's just like you kind of look at it going. You're hitting your shot twice. <laughs> you're, shoot, you're yeah. shooting your holes twice on that one. Yeah. Uh, including several headshots to each and another several balls, uh, spinal column. Undertaker CF Boots Bailey was a uh, difficult embalming the bodies because all the bullet holes. God damn. I don't know why that's funny, but <clears throat> as soon as I read that, I was like, <clears throat> I literally was like, that whole, uh, cartoon thing and when they're drinking water after they get shot a couple of times and yes. just the fucking water just goes out mm-hmm. I, that that I mean that's fucked off of thinking that way but we we know me so we yeah we we've met yeah uh the deafened officers inspected the vehicle discovering an arsenal of weapons including st- uh, stolen automatic weapons shot off semi-automatic shotguns uh, assorted uh, handguns, several thousand rounds of ammunition, along with 15 sets of license plate from various states. Hammer stated, I hate to uh, bush the cap on, the, on a woman, especially when she was sitting down. However, if it uh, wouldn't have been her, it would have been us. Word of the desk quickly got around when uh, Hammer, Jordan, Oakley, uh, Hilton drove into town to telephone their respective bosses. The crown suit gather at the spot. Uh, Galt and Acorn were left to guard the bodies, but they lost control of the uh, of the jolting. Uh, curious uh, throng. 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 Uh, one woman cut off uh, bloody uh, locks of uh, Parker's hair. And pieces of her dress, which were subsequently sold as souvenirs. Uh, Hilton, oh, the entrepreneurial nature of America. I know, right? Helton returned to the uh, find a man trying to cut off uh, Burrell's trigger finger and was sickened by uh, what was occurring. Arriving uh, at the scene, the court reporter nearly everyone had begun collecting souvenirs. <laughs> such... Can you imagine walking up on that? Like, well, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> fuck, dude, dude, like cutting off his trigger finger. I don't want that shit. <laughs> what do you think? It's a fucking rabbit foot or something like that? He's not oh, lucky, my God. dude. I'm, I'm just saying, dude. what man, game recognizes game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck! Good oh God. fuck! That is, that is fucked off. Nearly everyone had begun collecting souvenirs, such as shell casings, silver uh, slivers of glass from the shattered cars' windows, and bloody pieces of clothing from the ga- uh, garments of Body and Clyde. One eager man uh, had opened his pocket knife and reached into the car to cut off Clyde's left. Jesus, left left ear. ear. Could you could you imagine 
that that's your family heirloom is Clyde's fucking ear. You pass it down. It's like, all right, and we are giving. Don't you let them some bitch long long man come in in here and take that shit back. <laughs> like, okay, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine the will reading after that? It's like, okay, you get. I the, bequeath you to you a sound mind and body, the ear. <laughs> of Clyde Clyde Barrow <laughs> oh man wow fuck that are you shit no I know you little ungrateful bastard. I was I was loved I was loved they loved me better nanny nanny boo boo <laughs> <laughs> oh god the posse towed the Ford within uh the dead bodies still inside to the uh Conger funeral store and funeral parlor and downtown and Arcan Arcana Arcana Arcadia, Louisiana. Primarily, uh, embalming was done by uh, Bailey in a small preparation room uh, in the back of a furniture store. As it was committed for uh, common for furniture stores and undertakers to share the same space. Well, they have boxes, and now you know. Yeah, could you could you imagine nowadays? I mean, everything's cardboard and everything like that, and they still going on. And it's like, what'd you put them in? Oh, we got we got lucky. We got one of those big. Uh, we got a refrigerator freezer, box. Refrigerator box. God. Uh, God damn. Uh, same space. The population of the Northwest Louisiana town reported swelling from 2,000 to 12,000 within hours. Curious th- uh, thralls uh, arranged by train, horseback, buggy, and plane. Uh, beer normally sold for 15 cents a bottle, but it jumped to 25 cents and seven sandwiches quickly sold out. Burrows had been uh, shot in the head with a 35 Remington Model 8. Henry Burrows identified his son's body, then uh, sat weeping in his rocking chair in the furniture section. Jesus. H.D. Uh, Derby was an undertaker at the McLaren Funeral Parlor, and Sophie Stone was a home designer agent, both from the near, uh, nearby Runston. Mm-hmm. Both of them came to Acadia uh, to identify the bodies because the Burroughs gang had kidnapped them in 1933. Parker reportedly had laughed when she discovered that Darby was an undertaker she remarked that maybe someday he would uh, be working on her. Darby did assist uh, Bailey in the embalming. Jesus, that's that's dark. All right, buddy. All right. Uh, let me see here. Funeral and buried. Yeah, all right, so. Bonnie and Clyde wished to be buried side by side, but the Parker family would not allow it. Her mother wanted to grant her final wish to be buried, to be brought home. But the mob surrounding the Parker house made that impossible. More than 20,000 attended Parker's funeral, and her family had difficulty reaching her graveside. Parker services were held on May 25th, or May 26th, rather. 
Dr. Alan Campbell recall, recalled that flowers came from everywhere, including some with cards allegedly from Pretty Boy Floyd and Don Dellinger. The largest floral tribute was sent by a group of Dallas City newsboys. The sudden end of Bonnie and Clyde sold 500,000 newspapers in Dallas alone. Parker was buried in the uh, Fist Trap Cemetery. Although her body was moved in 45 to the new Crown Hill Cemetery in Dallas, thousands of people gathered outside both Dallas funeral homes, hoping for a chance to view the bodies. Barrow's private funeral was held at sunset on May 25th. He was buried in Western Heights Cemetery in Dallas next to his brother Marvin. The Barrow brothers share a single granite marker with their names on it in an epitaph selected by Clyde. Gone, but not forgotten. The American National Insurance Company of Galveston, Texas, paid the life insurance policies in full of Barrow and Parker. Since then, the policy of payouts has changed to exclude payouts in cases of death caused by any criminal act by the insured. The six men of the posse were each to receive a one-sixth share of the reward money. And Dallas uh, Sheriff Schmidt had promised Hinton that this total, that this would total some $26,000, but most of the organizations that had pledged reward funds reneged on their pledges. In the end, each lawman earned $200.23 for his efforts and collected memorabilia. By the summer of 1934, new federal statutes made bank robbery and kidnapping federal offenses, the growing coordination of local authorities by the FBI, plus two-way radios and police cars combined to make it more difficult to carry out a series of robberies and murders than it had been just months before. Two months after uh, Gibslin Dillinger, or Gibslin, Dillinger was killed on the street in Chicago. Three months after that, Floyd was killed in Ohio. And one month after that, Babyface Nelson was killed in Illinois. Parker's niece and last surviving relative is campaigning to have her aunt buried next to Barrow. The members of the posse uh, came from three organizations, Hammer, uh, Galt, <clears throat> or former Texas Rangers, then working in the tech, uh, Department of Corrections, the DO, DOC. Department, Department of Corrections. <clears throat> we just call it uh, uh, TDCJ. Uh, Hilton and Kern were employees of Dallas uh, Sheriff's Department. And Jordan and Oakley were sheriffs and deputy of uh, Belvine uh, Parish, Louisiana. The three dearers uh, distrusted one another and kept to themselves, and each had its uh, own agenda in the operation and offered uh, different narratives of it. Simmons, the head of the Texas DOC, uh, brought another perspective, having effectively commissioned the posse. Schmidt. Uh, had tried to arrest Burroughs in Sower, Texas, in 19, November 1933. Uh, Smith called uh, halt, and gunfire erupted from the outlaw car, which made a quick U-turn and sped away. Smith's Thompson's machine gun jammed at, uh, at the first round, and he could uh, not get off the first shot. Uh, <coughs> Pursuit bearer was uh, impossible because the uh, posse had parked their cars at a distance to prevent them from being seen. Hammer 
Posse discussed calling a halt, but uh, the four Texans uh, vetoed the idea, telling them uh, that the killer's history and always been uh, shot and uh, way out. They're uh, always shot their way out, as ha- uh, had occurred in Plant City, uh, Dexville Park, and Sawyer. When the ambush occurred, Oakley stood up and opened fire, and the other other officers opened fire immediately after. Jordan was reported to have called out to Burroughs. Alcorn had uh, that uh, hammer called out, and Hilton claimed that uh, uh, Alcorn did. And another report, each said that uh, they uh, both did. These conflicting uh, claims uh, might have been uh, colleagues attempting to divert the focus from uh, Oakley, who later admitted, uh, admitted firing too early about the mere speculation. In 1979, Hilton's uh, account of the saga was published uh, post-tremulously as Ambush, the real story of Bonnie and Clyde. His version of uh, Melton's family involvement in the planning and execution of the ambush was that the posse had uh, tried melon fodder uh, ivy to a tree uh, the previous night to keep him from warning off the couple hilton claimed that uh, hammer made a deal with ivy if he kept quiet about being tied up his son would escape prosecution uh, for the two grapevine murders hilton alleged that hammer made every member of the posse swear that they would never divulge their secret other accounts, however, placed Ivy at the center of the action, not tied up, but on the road, waving for Burrow to stop. <clears throat> Hilton's memoir suggested that Parker's cigar and the infamous cigarvery had been a rose and that it had uh, was retouched as a cigar by darkroom staff at the Joplin Globe while they prepared the photo publication for publication. Gwen said the same people who knew Hilton suspected he would uh, became delusional late in his life. Eh. Uh. Now they did have eleven victims, including nine law enforcement officers, during their two ra- uh, two years uh, on the run. Um, <clears throat> the first one uh, looks like it was uh, John Napoleon or J. N. Butcher or Bush uh, Busher of Hillsborough, Texas, murdered on April 30th of 1932 in Hillsborough, Texas. Deputy Eugene Cecil Monroe, or Moore, of uh, Ataka, Oklahoma, murdered August 5th of 1932 in uh, Stringtown, Oklahoma. Howard Hall of Sherman, Texas, murdered October 11th, 1932 in Sherman. Um, Doyle. I need to change my contacts out. Doyle Alley My- uh, Myers of Johnson or Johnson of Temple, Texas, murdered December twenty sixth, nineteen thirty two in Temple. Deputy Malcolm Simmons of da- uh, Malcolm Simmons Davis of Dallas, <gasps> excuse me, Dallas, Texas, murdered January sixth, nineteen thirty three. Uh, Detective Harry Leonard McGinnis of Joplin, Missouri, murdered April thirteenth, nineteen thirty three, Joplin, Missouri. Constable John Wesley West Harriman of Joplin, Missouri, April 13th, 1933, in Joplin, Missouri. 
Town Marshal Henry Dallas Humphrey of Alma, Alma, Arkansas, was murdered June 26, 1933, in the same town. Uh, prison guard Major Joseph Croson of Huntsville, Texas, murdered January 16, 1934, in Houston County, Texas. Patrolman Edward uh, Byron Ed Wheeler of Grapevine, Texas, murdered. April 1st, 1934, near Grapevine, Texas. Patrolman Holloway, Daniel H.D. Murphy of, so that's what the H.D. stood for, Holloway Daniel of Grapevine, Texas, murdered April 1st, 1934, near Grapevine. And finally, Constable William Calvin Cal Campbell of Commerce, Oklahoma, murdered April 6th, 1934, near Commerce, Oklahoma. Now, the posse never received the promised bounty on the, on the, on the perpetrators. So they were told to take whatever they wanted from the uh, confiscated items in their car. Hamer appropriated the arsenal of stolen guns and ammunition, plus a box of fishing tackle under the terms of his compensation package with the Texas DOC. In July, Clyde's mother, Hume wrote to Hamer asking for the return of the guns. You don't ever want, to forget my boy was never tried no court for murder and no one is guilty until proven guilty by some court so i hope you will answer this letter and also return the guns i'm asking for there's no record of any response mm. alcorn claimed barrow's saxophone from the car but later he returned it to the barrow family posse members also took other personal items such as parker's clothing the parker family asked for them back but were refused and the items were later sold as souvenirs. The Barrow family claimed that Sheriff Jordan kept an alleged suitcase of cash, and writer Jeff Gunn claims that Jordan bought a barn and land in Arcadia soon after the event, thereby hinting that the er, accusation had merit, despite the com complete absence of any evidence of, to the existence of such a suitcase. <laughs> Play my money, what money, you know. Now, the car, Jordan attempted to keep the car, but Ruth Warren of Topeka, Kansas, the vehicle's legal owner, sued him. Jordan relented and allowed the car, or allowed her to claim, claim it in August of 34, still covered with blood and human tissue. The engine still ran. God, you got to love a Ford, right? Yeah. Um, despite the damage the vehicle took during the ambush, Warren picked up the car in Arcadia and drove it to Shreveport, still in its gruesome state. From there, she had it trucked to Topeka, or to, to Topeka. The bullet riddle Ford became a popular traveling attraction. The car was displayed at fairs, amusement parks, and flea markets for three decades, and once became a fixture at the Nevada racetrack, or at a Nevada racetrack. There was a charge of $1 to sit in it. Okay, in 1988, a casino near Las Vegas purchased it for about $250,000. And as of two, or 2022 this year, the car and shirt barrel was wearing when killed are displayed at Prim Valley Resort and Casino in Prim, Nevada, alongside Interstate 15. Barrow's enthusiasm for cars was evidenced in a letter, letter he wrote from Tulsa, Oklahoma, on uh, April 10th, 1934, to Henry Ford. Quote, while I still have got breath in my lungs, I will tell you what a dandy car you make. I have drove Fords exclusively when I could get away with one. For sustained speed and freedom from trouble, the Ford has gotten every other car skinned. And even if my business hadn't been strictly legal, it don't hurt anything to tell you 
what a fine car you got in the V8. Could you imagine if that was their uh, marketing tool for a while? <laughs> like, our cars, so badass, the Barrel Gang was murdered in it. Yeah. No, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, and I really <laughs> don't want to go into the gang of family members. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, not, it's, I always suggest that, too. Uh, you know, it, there there was one here. Um, Jones. You know, he had left Barrow and Parker six weeks after the three of them evaded officers in Dexfield. Mm-hmm. Um, he reached Houston, got a job picking cotton. He was soon discovered and captured. He was returned to Dallas, where he dictated a confession in which he claimed to have been kept a prisoner by Barrow and Parker. Some of the more more uh, lurid lies he told uh, concerned the gang's sex lives. And this testimony gave rise to many stories about Barrow's ambiguous sexuality. Jones was convicted of the murder of Doyle Johnson and served a lenient sentence of 15 years. He gave an interview to Playboy magazine during the excitement surrounding the 67 movie, saying in reality it had not been glamorous. He was killed on August 4th, 1974, in a misunderstanding by a jealous boyfriend of a woman whom he was trying to help. Hmm. Methan was convicted in Oklahoma on, uh, of the 34 murder of the const- uh, Constable Campbell. He was paroled in 42 and killed by a train in 48. He fell asleep drunk on the train tracks. God damn. Although some of them have speculated that he was pushed by someone seeking revenge, his father, Ivy, was killed in 46 by a hit-and-run driver. Parker's husband, Roy Thornton, was sentenced to five years in prison for burglary in March of 33. He was killed by guards on October 3rd of 37 during an escape attempt from Eastland Prison. So, I mean, but it, I mean, the whole thing was really romanticized. Um, yeah. I mean, I even, mean, I mean, I, I love Highway Man. Uh, uh, the Bonnie and Clyde movie was, eh. uh, but that was like 1967. So, but it, it really that whole situation and everything was in my opinion yes nowadays it, it, it stuff like that is still dramatized to this day yeah i mean it's dramatized it's 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 romanticized and you you would can you imagine what social media would have done back then god well they probably might have getting caught a little bit uh faster because uh surprisingly Be that as it may uh that as it may, they yeah they might have gotten caught faster but the public court of opinion i mean you've got women who are just head over heels in love with the boston marathon bomber yeah um you know but that that's always been the case it, it, it always has been but uh you know, I'm, I'm sitting there from the from the standpoint of with the way that society as a whole kind of views not necessarily the criminal element, but I mean, I mean, look, I mean, think about it like this: if a criminal gets killed by police, all of a sudden that person's a hero. They should have never been killed. You know, like well that being the case they yes no they should have not been killed however if you're going to shoot a cops don't 
don't be too surprised when you catch one between the eyes. Yeah. I mean, really? I mean, it's, it, well, my, my, my always thinking on, and I've, I've talked to my daughter on this uh, several occasions on, on stuff like this is the basic thinking of just because everybody's talking about what's going on. Wait until all the evidence in, is out. Exactly. I mean, did you find out that the people like the, the Ruby Ridge, a prime example. And one of these days I, I want to do uh, an episode over Ruby Ridge. Yeah. And Ruby Ridge in uh, certain communities and everything is high on like uh, the government. What happens with the government uh, interferes on your land and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, that you know, guy was an that, asshole. He was. But, you know, and another thing that I kind of find funny, about, especially about this day and age of social media, is that it doesn't matter what is you know what the prevailing news story might be for that particular cycle the same group of people wear so many different hats they're either legal experts constitutional scholars foreign policy experts or military advisors god it's it's so fucking or 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 even <coughs> even better Sorry. doctors yeah they're they're forensic pathologists and they know better than everybody else yeah, and it, it's like even if you go in and read the date, the actual data and everything of all the stuff that's supposed to uh, go on, and we can't say the word, but the pandemic that we actually had, yes, uh, exactly. a couple of years the pandemic. ago, very good. Uh, but in all reality, all this stuff should have been squished a little bit faster with simple knowledge and truth of, of what was going on and everything like that two words herd immunity yeah but i digress um now yeah, i think we should probably wrap it up um yeah as soon as we get off a of camera i'm going to uh i'm going to grab that hydration stuff i'm going to i'm going to run it by your apartment and okay. then um yeah um but a little programming that. note for our angry faithful. Uh, I, we, I, we, David and I are, um, we've laid the groundwork. We have a special episode that we are trying to get arranged for later in the week. It, I'm, I was thinking Wednesday, but no, because I'm going to be in Amarillo. So probably Thursday, maybe Friday. I, because I, I really want to give. Just get with him. And yeah, I'll get with find him. Out I want to give, our, give our guest. I want to give our special guest a chance to prepare. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, it's a very, very special episode. Yeah, it's, we, it's gonna be. It's gonna be kind of a one-off for us. Because um, we gonna, don't want to repeat ourselves on, on. We don't. We don't like want to. Yeah, we don't. And it's gonna be, which we'll probably end up talking about this kind of subject like throughout the years right but the thing of it is is that as far as our listeners are concerned um whether you be loyal or passive it doesn't matter this is going to be a very serious episode and while we may still try to laugh uh that doesn't necessarily mean that we're not taking the subject matter seriously it's just a coping mechanism for 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 people in the veteran community but be uh be be prepared for that 
and um, we uh, we'll uh, we'll let everybody be. And we'll, ha- we'll tomorrow we're going to do another episode, and it's going to be one of our fun ones. Going to go over Top Gun. Yeah, and uh, Monday we will still do still do an episode of Nerd Sports, and yeah. you will you will get your weekly installment of Joke Time with Colin. So, but yeah. um, but uh, uh, past that, man, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and bounce out of here. And uh, I'm going to run by your apartment real quick. I'm going to drop that hydration stuff off for you. All right. And And, uh, I'm David Dickerman. I'm Johnny Skelton. Thank you all for watching. Psychos and social. (laughs) Oh, man.